Good. Thumbs up if you are. Great. Awesome. <laughs> it's good to see you all once again. This time is my second time now. And uh, well, let me introduce myself for anybody that uh, hasn't met me before. My name is John Luca. I'm an assistant pastor at B Church in Barking in London. And thank you once again for inviting me at Harlow. And uh, last time I was here, you guys were very warm and welcoming, and I'm just happy to be back. Amen. Are you all ready to hear the word of God this morning as well? Great, good. Today's word is going to be about something that is fundamental to us Christians, and that would be prayer. Everybody say to the person next to you, prayer. prayer. Now to the person next, the other person next to you now. <laughs> if that distance just shouted out, prayer. <laughs> we know this word all too well, isn't it? When something happens, um, we are told to pray to God. Am I right? I'm sure you must have told to somebody at some point, even within these walls, to pray when they went through something. Recently, we have lost our beloved queen, and many of us have gathered together to pray for her health before she passed, and even after when she did, for her family and for the, future, for the king as well. Prayer is a key thing to us Christians. Amen? Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were to talk to someone who has not, not a clue of what Christian prayer is, how would you describe it to them? It's a question. Anybody can answer. <laughs> Shout it out. What is prayer? How would you describe it to someone that has never heard of prayer before? Communicating with God. Yes, that's probably one of the standard ones that you would say. What else? How would you, what, would, what else would you say? What is prayer? Petition? Somebody said petition. Who said petition? Great. Thank you. Good word. Anybody else? Sorry? Drawing close. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, drawing close to him. Anything else? Hope. Yes, very good word. Yes, we're hoping on God when we pray, right? We look to him. Anything else? Interceding. Well done. Thank you very much. Yes, we're in, it's an interceding action. Last one. Anything else? Act of faith. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, it's an act of faith. Thank you all. Many of you have very different takes and ways to describe prayer, as you have seen. And many will probably describe it as talking to God, communicating with him. That's probably the most efficient way of actually describing it to someone. But I'm here to say even that can sometimes miss the mark on what prayer actually is. You know, within the Bible, there is a lot of examples of prayer, but there's no actual, like, right definition, this is exactly what prayer is. We have examples of it, so we can deduce what it means. And, you know, it is a lot about communicating with him. Another definition adopted by Christians for prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God. It's also about asking and seeking. Everyone say asking. Seeking. But not as if you are wishing to a magical being. You know, it's not like writing a, you know, like a letter to Santa Claus, isn't it? Prayer is about pouring our hearts to God. And what does pouring our hearts to God mean? So Charles Spurgeon, a great theological preacher, said about prayer being something like this. 
He said that we ought not to think we have prayed until we pleaded. And that the very essence and very marrow of prayer is pleading. For some of us, that would ring a bell to, to, to times when we actually pleaded when praying. Can anyone think the last time that you pleaded with God and you were like on your knees and actually asked, asking, and asking for mercy to God? When was the last time that you did that? Probably some of you would think, you know, when something really sad or something that, you know, that seemed hopeless must have been happening to you. When you thought that there was nobody else to go to, you couldn't turn to anybody else but him. You know, I can think of, of times like that when I, have, I was just on the floor, just crying out to God and pleading with him for something. Anyone ring, does that ring a bell to some of you? I would say it happens usually in a time of grief and distress. But reality is that prayer should always be about pouring our hearts to him. The reason why I say that is, 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 it's a little bit more than just communication because, yes, we are talking to God and to have a relationship with our creator is having, you know, conversations with him. But it's not like talking to just a person, you know, that you know. You know, he's our creator, he's our God. There's reverence within that as well. We know that he holds all the power, that he's sovereign, that he watches over us. Am I right? We pour our hearts and we ask. And let me remind everyone once again this morning, even though the world out there tells us that praying to a God might be nonsense, there is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Prayer works. It does work. Prayer pouring our hearts to God is not done in vain. God always listens and God always answers. Amen. Amen. I want you all to turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to read from verse 7. I'm sure if you don't have your Bibles reviewed, I think there's going to be appearing on screen. And this is what it says. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or what person is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf of bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Amen? Amen. Let's just pray. Father God, I just want to pray, Lord, for this morning, Lord. But I pray that the word that we just read this morning, Lord, will speak to us. That we will have an open heart to receive. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will lead us, Lord, into it, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 So, as Jesus was teaching regarding prayer within this passage, he reminds us of a few things that are key. Firstly, prayer is reminded to us, again, through the image of God being a father. For the many of you who are parents, uncles or aunties, grandparents as well, you will know very well that when a child is under your care, 
they are extremely important to you, isn't it? Right? And because they are very important to us, we provide for them in their time of need. But surely not just in the time of need, am I right? You know, sometimes we do like to give presents and gifts that are not necessarily things that they might need. (laughs) During birthdays, Christmas, or special occasions. I'm sure that a parent, aunt, or uncle, grandparent, you're more than willing, willing to and glad to be providing when you hear that your child is requesting for something. Well, our Heavenly Father is also the same. And even more, actually, more altruistic than any parental figure that we can have here on earth. And that's the beautiful picture, actually, of prayer. God is there to listen to our needs and to our heart's desire. What loving father would deny his children something that is good? Would you deny your child something that is good? No, you wouldn't. Would you deny someone under your care and protection something that was good? No, you wouldn't. Then if we claim to follow a loving father who watches over us, then we must be ready to believe he is there to provide us with what is good when we ask. Amen? Amen. However, (laughs) I must emphasize that fact that he gives good things to those who ask good things. And because he does that, sometimes he has to say, no. No. Exactly. Thank you, my sister. (laughs) And we must be humble enough to be okay with that. Sorry, I think my mic is a little bit... Hopefully it does better. (laughs) So, sometimes he has to say no, and we must be okay with that as well. Like it says in the verse, what father would give a stone to his child that is asking for bread? The problem is that sometimes we mistake bad for good. Am I right? You know, we are faulty beings. (laughs) Sometimes we mistake stones for bread. (laughs) Right? Who has been there that you've mistaken a stone for a bread? I have. There's been many times when I thought that there was something good that I, I was asking God, and actually it wasn't something good for me or for the situation. And then we complain that God hasn't given it to us. Now, remember what, it sa- what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 23. It says, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. Do you know that, do you know that Bible verse? Yes? The rule you, this rule you can apply to things that we ask as well. Am I right? Why isn't God giving you the job that you have been praying for months? Why, why isn't that? Maybe because it's not a good thing for you, maybe. <laughs> or why isn't God giving me a wife or a husband at this time? Maybe because it's not the right time for you <laughs> at this very moment in time. Why isn't God making my wants and dreams come true? Now, if you hear a lot of the false prophets out there, you know, especially like in prosperity gospel as well, you will hear that, you know, you will hear people preaching false gospels about, you know, how God can make any, any of your dreams come true and how you just have to ask and he will, without doubt, give you what you want. And it's all about you and what you want. Well, let me tell you, sometimes your dreams are not what God wants for you. It's not. Sometimes it's not. I've learned this lesson firsthand myself. <laughs> I have. When I was younger, my dream 
was to become a doctor. That's what I wanted to become. Now, there was many reasons why I, I, I did want to save lives. That was my, something that I was passionate about when I was younger. I, that was my dream. I wanted a stable income as a doctor. I wanted to make my parents proud as well within that. I wanted to be the first doctor in my family. Um, and the, within that, there was many things as well. I wanted to go to UCL for my university. I, I wanted to be married at 25. <laughs> but let me tell you this. None of those things actually came true <laughs> in the end. <laughs> That's what I wanted. None of those things were necessarily bad. Am I right? You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to become a doctor. But... It wasn't what God wanted for me. <laughs> None of those things actually came true. Because God actually had a very different plan for my life altogether. I became a pastor, which actually was the last thing that I wanted to become. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I have to stand on a platform preaching to people. That was the last thing I wanted to do as well. You know, I'm, I'm quite an introverted person. I am, I, I, when I was younger, I was even shyer as well, much, much shyer than I, I am today. I thank God that I'm not as much. I was the person that would sit right at the back at the church meeting. I didn't want to, like, kind of engage too much with people as much. And, you know, the idea of public speaking was probably my worst nightmare. <laughs> and yet here I am, <laughs> preaching to you guys as well. You know... Yeah, none of those things actually came to pass. I didn't become a doctor. I didn't go to UCL. I went to Bible college instead, which is very different. <laughs> Studied theology, which I do love, actually. Let me just say, but I'll get to that as well. I am not married. <laughs> I am over 25 years old. That, that was my plan. That never happened. You know, we like when we're young, fantasizing about what we want to do in each stage of our lives. And, you know, we have it all planned out. And actually, things don't, don't come to be like how we plan. But I will say this, though, even though none of those things actually came to be, I wouldn't trade the life that I have right now for anything. Maybe if I would have saw my life in the future back then, I probably would have thought I'd want nothing to do with that. <laughs> but actually, today I stand here and I just say that actually God has been so faithful in my life. You know, even though... Like, this is not what I wanted. It, made it, it became one of my biggest passions in life eventually. And secondly, actually, I would just want to say that in a roundabout way, he actually did answer my prayers. You know, I may not be a doctor right now, but I do help others who are brokenhearted. Yeah. I'm a doctor for the brokenhearted in his hospital of brokenhearted people. <laughs> You know, I may not have, like, you know, a massive amount of money, but I lack nothing. <laughs> and if I ever did, God always provided in my life. And I saw it with my parents, and I see it now as an adult with myself as well. Some people may, that, some people that they, they don't have God in their lives might probably think of my life and see, well, why would I pray to God looking at your life? <laughs> None of the things that you wanted ever came to be. Well, I will say that all of it was worth it. All of it. Amen. Amen. 
Secondly, he highlights that there is asking and seeking within prayer. Pouring our hearts to God will require us to ask him for aid in many situations that we will go through. Although we must be cautious with asking for things that are not overall good or that don't benefit us. I want everyone to know that asking God is not a bad thing. You know, turning to God for something is not bad. Having a desire for something to come about isn't necessarily bad. As it says in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God has a regard for our desires. However, the thing that we do need to watch out for is what we delight ourselves into as well. Because that's when requesting things to God can become twisted. As it says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What, what, what does it mean by this? Let's say you ask, let, let, let's say this is a person praying, and they say, oh Lord, I want to become rich. <laughs> I want to be rich. I want more money than the richest person in the world. Now, praying for money isn't necessarily a bad thing in itself, but where do you think that person's treasure is in this world? It's in riches, it's in money. Or say another person prays this, Lord, I want to get married as soon as possible. I am so tired of being single, Lord. All my friends are getting married already. I am ashamed of being by myself. I want someone to love me. If I get married, Lord, I will finally be happy and my life can finally start. Now again, there is nothing wrong about praying for a husband or a wife, right? But where do you think that person's treasure is in this world? (laughs) It's in finding meaning and happiness in a husband or a wife. (laughs) The problem is when our treasure is not in God. When our treasure and heart is not in God, then we won't delight in Him. And when we don't delight in God, then the things we pray for, the desires of our hearts, will actually be curses disguised as blessings. There is no way you will actually desire something that is good. (laughs) But when our prayers and petitions are aligned with God, the promise is that he will hear you out and he will make them come to pass. And lastly, the Lord wants to remind everyone that nothing is impossible for him. Nothing is. There is nothing too small or too big that he can't do. If you didn't know, I come from... Um, I, I come from a country in. I come from a country where there's the best food out there. Actually, it's Italy. <laughs> I, I come from Italy. <laughs> I've learned this lesson of praying for even for the smallest things. When, right when I was quite young as well. So let me tell you this story. In Italy, it snows a lot as we're approaching winter time. I'm sure it will get cold, but I doubt we will get as much snow as you get in Italy. In Italy, you get like massive amounts. And at this point in time, I was in school, and um, I think it was just before the Christmas break. And what was happening was that um, I, I, we, were sit- we, we had more snow than usual that year. And uh, I was in school, I was in my lesson, and I was looking outside through the windows, and I was just seeing all this snow just piling up. And usually on the last days of school, they would just allow us to go out and play with the snow. So I was just looking out, and I was just seeing, wow, 
Lord, look at the, all this snow. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be playing with my friends. Uh, it's just going to be wonderful. And that, I, I really, really wanted to go out. And I was looking forward to it. And break time was going to come. And uh, after lunchtime, we were going to go out. But then as we were in lesson, we heard a knock on the door. And then the teacher came in. And she was like, I am so sorry, children. The head teacher said that it's too dangerous for you guys to go out. And she doesn't feel confident that, you, that it's going to be okay for you guys to be playing in the snow at this time. I was so gutted. I was so upset. Everybody in the classroom was really, really upset because everybody was looking forward to it. Everyone wanted to go out. Oh, and I was just like on my, on my desk. I was like, oh my goodness. What, uh, the Christmas is ruined now. <laughs> I'm not going to be playing with my friends in the snow. But then I remembered, oh right, I'm a Christian. <laughs> so I need to pray, right? God hears our prayers. Then surely he can hear this prayer as well. So then what I did, I was like, I just uh, put my head down on, the, on, on my desk, just kind of like this. And I was like, just to not attract attention to myself, because I was, I was the only Pentecostal in my class. In Italy, most people are Catholic. So I was already looked at as, as if I was a kind of a weird Christian in a sense. So I didn't want to show people that I was praying. But anyway, I was praying, and I was like asking God, Lord, 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 please, 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 please allow us to go out in the snow. Change the head teacher's mind. I really, really, really want to go out and play in the snow. And then I said, Lord, I turned around and I just saw a bookcase just on my right. And I said, Lord, if you have heard my prayer, then please show me that you, that you did hear this prayer and move one of the books in this bookshelf. <laughs> please, Lord, please, Lord. Amen. And then I just looked to the bookshelf. And I just kept on staring and staring. And I was just so excited. I was like, it's going to move, it's going to move, it's going to move. I stayed there for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Now closer to an hour, nothing was happening. I was like, Lord, like, where's your, where's your sign that you have heard my prayer? <laughs> I'm here waiting, Lord. Nothing. Slowly, after it went to an hour, nothing was moving. And slowly at that point, I started to become a little bit more impatient. And I was like, Lord, this would be a very good time to show me that you have heard my prayer, Lord. Please show me, Lord. I know you can do it. I know you listened. Nothing. So time went on and went on and went on. Nothing was happening. And slowly my hope started going down. And I was like, why hasn't God done anything yet? <laughs> Then it started to turn slightly into unbelief. And I was like asking myself, did, did God actually hear my prayer then in that case? Then I started questioning, is God even there? Does he even exist? And if he doesn't exist, what does that mean then? And I think that just that thought just put so much sadness in my heart at that point. I was just crushing. And I put my head down on my desk and I started weeping a little bit. Because if God wasn't there and he wasn't listening to prayer, then what does that mean for me then? Did I believe in a lie in my life 
Am I just going to church for no reason? So I sat there quietly, just pondering on that. And then suddenly I hear this. A knock on the door again. Another different teacher comes in this time. I put my head up. I was like, who's this? And the teacher was like, good news, children. The head teacher changed her mind. You're all allowed to go out in the snow. So I was just confused. I, I turned I turn my, my head around to see the bookcase. Nothing had moved. <laughs> and I was just like so confused. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I don't care. He has heard my prayer. I went out, played with my friends, and we had such a good time. And then that question just kept in my head. It was like, but why didn't God move anything? Why didn't he just tell, like, show me that he heard my prayer? And actually, I think I've learned that lesson later. I mean, God spoke to me and said to me that, actually, you just had to believe that I heard all along. <laughs> I didn't need to prove anything to you. <laughs> and I kept that. I mean, after that, uh, from uh, last time that I was here, I shared a bit of my testimony. And I, I have... I did go off the rails from my faith for a bit, in a sense. But that lesson, I never really forgot. That actually God was always listening there, and that he was always watching over me. And the biggest thing from that was that he didn't have to answer my simple childish prayer. It was just something small. I mean, I could have just waited for the next year. It would have still snowed. But yet he still did. He still listened to a child asking to go out in the snow. And if he listened to me with such a small thing, he will listen to us as well in the, in the big things. And he will listen to you in any situation. Amen. Amen. So take away these things about prayer. Be assured that he has heard your prayers and he will continue hearing your prayers. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This was a promise he had made to the children of Israel at the time. You know, the children of Israel, you know, you, who knows that they were very rebellious, weren't they? <laughs> you know, sometimes they, they didn't deserve to be listened to God, but the amount of times they turned the... Uh, their lives away from him, not listen to him. And yet he was still there to listen. And that promise still goes for us, his children today, as well. As it says in First Peter 3.12, For the eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayers. Just believe and trust that the God, that the God of creation that holds the world in his hands has heard you. Has heard you. And as our brother said earlier as well, prayer is about faith. So we have to pray in faith. Because he does listen, we have to understand and actually have it sunk into our hearts that he is there and praying in faith. And third, be ready to be amazed by what the Lord can do as well. God answers prayers and moves in powerful and amazing ways. We don't believe in a dead God. He still moves and acts today as well. He, he will act in amazing ways with your life as well. 
forth, don't hold back. No request is too impossible for him. Trust in him in the big stuff and trust in him in the small stuff. Fifth, don't be scared to repeat yourself. Persevere in your prayer life. Continue praying. Let me say this. You're not praying to change God's mind. You cannot change God's mind. If he wills for something to happen, it will happen. God doesn't change his mind. He already knows what you're praying for, even today. But we are instructed to keep praying for things to, conti- to continue relying on him and relying on that, on that faith that he has given us, to keep relying on petitions and bringing it at the foot of the cross. Amen? Amen. Six, praying submission. Prayer is about submitting to him at the end of the day. It's about relying in him and actually willing, will, being willing to say that my own strength is not enough in this. I cannot do it, but God can. So I submit myself to him and rely on him alone. And seven, don't forget to listen in prayer. You know, I know as Pentecostals, sometimes we like making the loud prayers. I don't know if you guys do this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, keep on going on and rumbling on and rumbling on. And then at the, end, at the end of the prayer meeting, we all go home. And none of us actually had time to listen to what God wants to say or to read what his scripture says at that point in time. We have to make time to listen to what he wants to say to you as well. Because it is a two, I mean, it is about communicating to him and he will communicate back to us as well. Amen? Amen. So as I conclude this sermon, I wanted to assure you that prayer works. He does listen. And to never lose hope in him. Some of you might be praying for things that haven't come to pass yet as well. Maybe you have been praying for years, and you're still waiting for God to intervene and answer in something. Some of you are going through Um, going strong with it as well. You know, you're relying on God and you keep on going. And maybe some of you, maybe, without telling anybody, your your hope has dwindled a little bit. Maybe because nothing has happened yet. So let's just pray for those things today. For those who are seeking healing, for those who are struggling financially, for those who are going through addiction right now. For those who are oppressed by demonic powers. For those, for those praying for loved ones to come to Christ as well. For those who are lonely, broken hearted or in depression. That have suicidal thoughts. And also for our nation as well. As we have lost our queen. And for, our future, for the future of this country and our current king and the government as well. So uh, let's just close our eyes right now, and let's just stand. If there's anybody here that has perhaps ever wondered before if prayer does work, I just want to assure you that, that it does work. God is listening. God has listened to you all this time. Every tear, every sad thought, every desperate pleading that you have made to him, he has heard. He has seen your family members that you're praying for. 
He has seen the things that are going on in your body right now. The illnesses, the problems, the pains. He has seen it all. Father God, I just want to pray, Lord, for my brothers and sisters today. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the faith, Lord, that we have found in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you are our Father. And you have been there from the very beginning. You have never left us. You have always been faithful to us, Lord. And we thank you because we can talk to you. That we can come to you with anything. And that even though sometimes we don't deserve it, Lord, we don't deserve your grace and mercy, Lord, you're still there showing us love, showing us mercy and, it, and grace. I pray for my brothers and sisters right now who have been praying for years for something, or maybe, maybe even recently, Lord, as well. From the smallest thing to the biggest of things, from issues regarding health to issues regarding finan financially, Lord, as well. For anybody that's praying for a family member to come to Christ, for anybody that's struggling with addictions right now, Lord, you have heard it all, Lord. You have seen it all, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you continue making up my brothers and sisters, every single one of us, persevere through prayer, Lord, to continue trusting, Lord, in your faithfulness, Lord. Continue trusting, Lord, in your providence, Lord, in your healing, Lord, in your miraculous deeds, Lord. Lord, we don't believe, Lord, in a dead God, Lord, a God made out of stone and wood, we believe in the only true living God that holds the world in his hands and that nothing is impossible for you, Lord. So continue strengthening us, Lord. Continue making us believe, Lord, in you and hoping in you in all things, Lord. Whether we are on the train on the way to work, Lord, whether we are coming to church, whether we are at home, Lord, in every circumstance, Lord, open up our mouths to pray to you, Lord. And to cry out to you, Lord, and plead to you, Lord, and pour our hearts, Lord, to you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.